0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game podcast from the boys of Handsome Phantom. I'm Ben and with me here today is Dave.
2: Evening. How's she going? Oh, she's going all right. How you doing, man? I'm good. I I, I I'm I fixed my own iPhone this evening, which is is pretty great because hardware like, or software? Hardware. Oh, um, come yeah, down there, Steve Jobs. I was I was ready to to stop at uh, Freedom Mobile, which is the the carrier I'm with uh, on the way home and, Wait. and look at some new phones. Is and... that a Canadian thing? Yeah. yeah. Why Why would they call it Freedom? I don't know. You don't I don't have freedom. Canada. Pick the name, America. <laughs> it used to be called Wind, and then they changed their name. But it's like a, a sh- like a budget carrier, so they 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 have like cheaper plans. Anyways, yeah. But you I get it. you poor. I did a bit of research online, and I was like, I'm gonna try this one other thing. So my phone wouldn't charge. I had to like contort my phone in the most ungodly ways to get it to charge, and I could not touch it while it was charging. Oh, so. I had tried to clean the charge port before and it didn't work, but then I read another article that's like, you need to use compressed air and wooden toothpicks. And I'm like, okay. So I took a toothpick, I shoved it in the charge port and like, I started like spooning out just like chunks of lint. Like it was worse than my belly button. It was so bad. And it just keeps coming out. So I'm like, oh my God, like I tried to clean this before nothing came out. But I guess I was just using the wrong thing. And sure enough, plugged it in and it charges completely fine. So take that Apple store. I'm not coming to pay five hundred dollars to to get you to fix my phone in twenty minutes. To I take the lint out of your phone. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Now so. how long have you had this phone, Dave?
2: Uh two year two and a half years now. How long has it been like this? Uh probably about two months. It's insane to me.
1: That that's actually a kind of a long time, but it's insane to me that that much lint, just out of your pocket, can get stuffed down like not just like on something, compressed down into a hole of something that's in your pocket. It's amazing. Yeah,
2: it was like peat moss, man. It was in there big time. Yeah, but start, uh, it's it's working out. I feel there. good. Yeah, nice. yeah. So so check check the lint in your phones, people, especially if you're yeah. if it stops charging or whatever.
1: Yeah, I have had that happen before, but not to what it sounds like that degree. So that's impressive. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of you for fixing it. It's bad. Brandon, the new job man. The new job man, okay. The new job man. Uh, <laughs> that is me.
0: The man with the new job. That is me. Not to be confused with the man with the new job. Whoa, that would be something else. Um, what's going on? What's up, dude? Uh, not too much. Feeling pretty good. Got nice. a diet Pepsi. Oh. And uh, it's a beautiful wintry day. Um, the snow has fallen. Dave, snow? Nope. Nope. Are you shitting me? Get wrecked. Dude, <laughs> we'll are you here. shitting me? You were in the great white north and you didn't get any snow. And I got—I had to freaking brush off my car. You did you have to like
2: bitch. shovel? Was it that bad? Or was it just it wasn't a that dusting? Bad. Oh,
0: okay. No, no. It was slightly more than a dusting, at least where I was at. Um, but it did stick a little it bit. It was like, think about it. It was like a, um, a lint
1: in your... Phone socket kind of It was of thing. kind of uh,
0: like that, yeah. but I didn't use wooden toothpicks. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. Good. Doing pretty damn good. I feel like a, a metaphorical weight has been lifted off of my soul. Nice. Uh, leaving the torments of my prior uh, working arrangement. So, yeah. uh, I'm in... Did they throw you a party or anything when you left? No, they just spit at me and hissed. Did they, like, even say goodbye? Uh, no. No, and I wasn't even yeah. mad. I didn't want to say goodbye to anybody. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have friends. I'm, I don't know about you guys, but um, at work, I very much keep my life and my work life like very, 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 very separate on purpose. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people probably think I come off differently at work than I do to everyone else in my life. But hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Most of the people I've worked with in the past, maybe not this current job, it's been too early to tell. Um but have not even people that I've been interested in sharing things sure. with. So yeah. um, it works out in my favor that way. Yeah, I have zero friends at my job. <laughs> Damn, dude, that hurts me. Get it? I get
2: it, guys. I, what if, I, if, hold, can, hold on, I, I gotta bring something up real quick. Okay. Uh, can we talk about Nickelback for a second? If we, if, you want. if we have to, I've I've always been fascinated by this. So it came up in the Discord yesterday um that nickel 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 back is Mm -hmm. being inducted into the canadian uh i don't know if it was rock and roll hall of fame or or music hall of fame what it doesn't matter nickel back at some point in time just became the band that was cool to hate and i never understood it i was never like a diehard nickel back fan um so I keep struggling to say Nickelback because my favorite brewery in town here is called Nickelbrook. Uh, so nickelback That was a mistake, wasn't it? So I don't <laughs> care that they're Canadian. Um, they had some bangers in the early 2000s. Oh, they I had think some hits every, for sure. Yeah, and, and there was a time when, when everybody liked them, and then suddenly one day, a, a, a light switch flipped, and everybody just hated Nickelback, and they were yeah. the joke. Does anybody know, first of all, are you guys Nickelback fans? Were you ever Nickelback fans, or are you in the Nickelback hater group? Uh,
1: I would say that there was a time when if I heard a Nickelback song, it didn't disgust me. But I was never a Nickelback fan, no. I was very into, during the time where Nickelback rose to prominence, um, as a world leader in music. I... (laughs) uh, I was probably either into, like, super metal or, like, pop punky screamo. So for me, I was not into the rock scene, like, the traditional rock scene, top 40, almost at all. And everybody I knew who was sucked, right? Not literally, but that's just my that was my perspective. That if you didn't like the music I liked, you sucked, and so therefore, um, I associated Nickelback and such other acts as them as uh, douchey.
0: Yeah, I think at one point I did enjoy a Nickelback or two, um, but I think it has like relatively the same effect that the Tramp stamp had. It's kind of like we're we're too close to it, so now it's become out of vogue and it's actually fun to poke at it but maybe I can't say this for certain Dave but after this induction maybe in another ten years they will be looked at as classic I don't know I I can't say for sure but that's typically how these things go around it's typically like a reciprocating effect but I think that's part of it is that you know it's fallen out of vogue and they are just an easy target I mean let's be honest most pop music is very shallow and shitty Theirs just happens to be very shallow and shitty and they're kind of a meme and popular so yeah Yeah, I mean it just makes sense um, And uh, they're just an easy target. I mean look at them. Just look at them the ramen noodle hair. I mean You know what I mean <laughs> last name's
1: Kroger. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 that's
1: a grocery store.
0: Yeah, Mid-busters. yeah What do you own you it know? like get the fuck out of here? All Um, right, that's that's fair. If if
2: there's one thing that came out of this conversation, it's that Nickelback is the tramp stamp of rock bands. So, (laughs) So, uh, whether or not Canada has
0: lost its mind for inducting them in, I can't speak on that. I'm not a Canadian myself, but um, it's really interesting because Nickelback, I feel like, went
1: through this weird... Cycle where they started out they probably started out kind of I mean, I don't know that I don't actually know this But you know, like a lot of rock bands They probably started out kind of scrappy They got a deal and then they were really cool while they were still like kind of under the radar And then once they started doing headline tours and, you know, being on, in, in commercials and stuff, then the people who did like them, you know, you, you have that like thing that we all kind of have where once a band you like gets super popular and everyone likes them, then you hate them. And so I think then it just became like a cycle of, uh, hatred towards them because the people who did hate them after they became popular, always were gonna hate them. The people who liked them before they became popular then hated them, so you only really have the people who found out about them at the height of their career that still like them.
2: They fucking right. sold out, man. They sold out. Yeah, well, they once they went out, mainstream. Man. I think it was "Photograph" was the turning point. It? How good is she
0: do? black <laughs> it's... <laughs>
1: it's so funny because like they did that song, and it was, from my understanding of their hits on the radio, at least, uh, a lot different than the rest of them. But then there were there's also other bands. Like I remember when uh, "Time of Your Life" came out by Green Day good riddance and people were like they sold out and i mean okay kind of maybe but it's like no they just did a different song yeah like they, i don't know if they sold out bands are hard man now green day now yeah. that's, that's something to talk about guys what the guess what i had for dinner not that not that we need to keep going yeah. what, but i needed to tell you guys this what did you ramen have noodles
2: days? chicken chicken flavor i did not have chicken flavored ramen
1: noodles that's a good okay. guess um but i decided tonight be, speaking of things that people either love or hate i decided to have a mcrib
0: Dude, fuck you. I love
1: McRib. I know you do. I thought about calling you, but it was like I had 10 minutes to get from where I was to here.
0: And it's, it's, it's fabled. This will be it. That's what they say. But I don't, I don't really know if I buy that. It's never gone for too long. No,
1: they've always done that where they bring it back. And I think it's because they can't find enough, enough ribs. There's
0: always more ribs, Ben. People dying (laughs) every day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Time. <laughs> now, Dave, in the magical land of Toronto, do they have uh, do they have ribs Apparently, they don't have any Burger Kings there, so I didn't know if they had McRibs. ribs.
2: <laughs> they, they, I'm Dude, still the, planning on doing that maybe jab, tomorrow because it's jab. Whopper Wednesday tomorrow. But um, they have had the McRib, but oh. it I think it was once like a decade ago, and it's never come back. Um, I've heard some people it's a lot like Nickelback some people love the McRib who tried it here and some people are like this is trash get this out of here it probably didn't sell Um, enough
1: or something like that yeah
2: so you know I every time it comes back to the US like there are outcries here like when is it coming to Canada Um, and it never does so yeah it's just it's not a thing here
1: well Dave isn't like isn't Erie like two hours from you
2: I can get to Buffalo in an hour Oh so, dude,
1: go to Buffalo and eat a McRib just to well, see I don't, it.
2: I don't really want do I need to have one? Is it that good? This could be the last one. Honestly, Dave. It's you didn't answer my question but, though. But you is gotta it? eat okay, it. There we go. It's it, awful, but you gotta eat it. It's
0: it, I is the McRib bad? Yes. I like it. Is it pretty good? Yes, also. <laughs> I like it. It's a frozen shitty like Google what the patty looks like frozen. It's repulsive. But yes, I wanna eat it. They like press it into a rib shape. I wanna eat it. Call me crazy. It's the sauce. It's the side. The barbecue sauce and the onions and the pickles. It's like a... It's a tradition. Yeah. Boys, we got a a couple things to talk about tonight.
1: Not a ton, but a couple things. And uh, let's start it off talking about Control 2. Well, not even really Control 2, but Remedy Entertainment has signed a new deal... Uh, to make play, to PlayStation 5, to make Control for PlayStation 5, for Xbox and for PC as well. This comes from IGN because Remedy's website was down when I had to access it. Remedy Entertainment has confirmed that Control 2 is in development for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC. They revealed in a blog post, that they and 505 Games, who also, by the way, published the first game, are co-developing and co-publishing the sequel, which was previously known as Codename Heron, and thought to be a spin-off rather than a second mainline game. With Control 2, we'll take another leap into the unknown," said game director Michael in on Remedy's website. It'll be an unexpected journey. It'll take a while, but to put it mildly, mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on. It's still early days, but it'll be worth the wait. Now, I'm not commenting on Control 2 or this individual, but have you ever heard someone trying to get you hyped for a new product be like, yeah, this isn't, I mean, like I like the last thing we did the best, but this will be good too. Like, no, everybody, they always say it's the most exciting thing they've ever worked on.
0: Right. You gotta try extra hard to sell a sequel. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, you just got to. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, Remedy confirmed in November, earlier in November, that Control 2 is in the concept stage, meaning the game has an active development, and it has a budget. This is really fascinating to me, because even though, yeah, it's really fascinating, they have around $52 million budget. Jesus. The first one they made with only about $30 million, hopefully,
0: which... Hopefully, it'll be better then.
1: ...is a lot of money, but for a, a game like that, for Control, that's not a lot of money. So, to only up it, only... By 22 million, <laughs> while also suffering like crazy inflation and everything else. That's interesting. So, Dave, are you a Control Guy? I feel like you played the control you played Control.
2: I didn't play Control. Oh, um, I'm just an idiot. It's it, I, this is really surprising. I mean, I this game was received really really well, um, and it's, it's if you talk to anybody who played it, they they I, I haven't met anybody who didn't speak highly of Control. Um, as like an interesting, put your hand down, Brent. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> as like an interesting new IP, and and we've talked about it before. New IP is always risky, and you know the the smell test from like the first few weeks when this game came out was it was received well, but it did not sell well. So the fact that we're getting a sequel and the fact that the development budget has almost doubled is really really surprising. Um, I'm wondering if you know some i assume this budget that they've kind of disclosed is purely production costs but i think part of the problem with the original control is like it just didn't get that much buzz like yeah. we played it at PAX and we did previews on it and it was a, it was one of the bigger games uh, there that was in 2019 um But as far as the game actually coming out, there just wasn't all that much buzz around it. So I'm curious to see what 505 is actually going to do from, you know, that marketing standpoint for this next one. Obviously, it's a it's a few years off. But yeah, I'm really surprised to hear we're getting a sequel. Um, It's 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 weird to me. Brandon, Uh,
0: you you didn't like Control. (sighs) Yeah, I tried to I started it more than once. I started it on PlayStation 4 and then I believe I received the PS5 update for free, and I had hoped that that extra oomph in the game was going to bring me back. Both times I was greeted with an equally boring game, um, in my opinion. This should be my game. The spooky, the weird, the occult, the horror. It checks all of the boxes for Brandon. I don't know why I didn't like it. I'm going to be honest. I, I know I said it's boring, and that was one thing that I said, but I I think it is more than that, and I don't know. I really don't know, Ben. I, I'm not excited about this. I wasn't excited about the first one, and even, ha- e- even having had tried it multiple times now, I don't know what I'm missing. Yeah, because I agree with Dave. Most people like it. Most people enjoy it. Um, I just think that I don't know, maybe you just suck. That's probably not it. I mean, it's okay. a possibility. It is actually a possibility. Right, right. Um,
1: so, I think we got... I, I played it uh, about oh, probably 60 to 70% of it. I never finished it. Not because I didn't like it. I We got it for HP. I think Dustin reviewed it on PC. And of course, it was it's on the Handsome Phantom account, so... I accessed it and was playing it, but my PC at the time was just not quite up to where it needed to be to play It really super well And I think I just got frustrated with that and then something else came out probably and I never went back to it But I really enjoyed what I played But I'm also Not remembering it as fondly as I think I felt about it at the moment at the time So I'll be interested to see what happens. It's it's good to see that they're continuing to work with 505 as a publisher but also a, co- a co-developer and i'm not 100 sure what that means if it's strictly financial because usually that's just what the publisher does but they're co-publishing and co-developing so i wonder if they're like taking a more uh hands-on approach as well to the development if 505 is or what's going on there so i'm not really sure yeah
2: you know what would be cool is with with alan wake making a bit of a comeback uh-huh. it would be cool if they sort of breathe life a little bit more into the this idea that control and alan wake are in one universe well i think, think they confirmed that, confirm could, that. Yeah, yeah yeah i know it's been confirmed but i'm just it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't like an outspoken crossover but right. i think like for that that might be the missing marketing piece is kind of showing that like you know, control two is actually overlapping with like a future Alan Wake game or something that might get people interested, but we'll sure. See.
1: Yeah. Moving on, CD Projekt Red has said that the Witcher 3 next gen patch is Dustin's Wi Fi is garbage because I can't load this page. I read the headline and then I got to here. This happens every time I'm at Dustin's house. I have to disconnect from his Wi Fi. Tweet is unavailable my god (laughs) the witcher ps5 the witcher is coming to ps5 is the is the title (laughs) at some point in the middle of December no on on December 14th oh and it's going to be uh, it's going to be free for everybody who owns the game lovely so I assume that also means there's an update coming to PC wow even though there's not like a new console you know but there's an update coming to PC uh, and everywhere else I don't know if that includes the switch but I wouldn't
0: think I can't think why Uh, not there's no way to make it better. What's the point? Yeah. Why are they even doing this? I'm excited. I'm very excited about this. The only thing I'm not excited about... Oh, yeah. you got it. No, no, Ben, well, they haven't, they haven't done the full.
1: They haven't done the full details of everything, the live stream. But I did see some some other information that said, like, there was going to be a little bit of new content, obviously new visual upgrades and stuff. And I think they're even integrating some stuff from The Witcher show into oh, nice. the game. So. Yeah.
0: I'm just excited about the inevitability of 60 frames a second hopefully hopefully that's that's what i'm excited for even if nothing else changes that's what i want sure um my only problem now is when i'm done with god of war do i play cyberpunk or do i play the witcher 3 i don't know i wish i didn't have to decide and they're too big of games for i think me to digest both of them this year um you know obviously if it's coming out in december i will be playing one of the two into the next year um but this is good the witcher is you know huge uh henry cavill unfortunately had to make his exit from the show r.i.p um i I don't know about r.i.p but yeah (laughs) but no this is good news it's about fucking time um they've been very quiet about this and we knew this was coming at some point during the year um but excited to finally hopefully be able to finish that game um it's just so big and i'm i i I get too distracted with these open world games i really do yeah that's why games like god of war are nice because they're open world but there's only so much right games like like witcher games like cyberpunk there is never an end to things to do i mean there literally is an end i know but it's like you know yeah it's like... Uh, it's like a year of your life. <laughs> For real, though. It's like dying light uh, amounts of things to do.
2: <laughs> but it's, it's actually good. Dave, are you going
0: to hop into the Witcher next-gen update?
2: I think I might. This is one of those games I've been thinking about replaying, uh, at least in part. And um, having like a proper next-gen upgrade would be fantastic because... Uh, I played this game on. I didn't play it on the Switch. I played it on my Xbox One, and uh, even though I remember it running pretty well, for the most part, I do. I, I, I like Brandon. I I could see myself really kind of relishing in that proper sixty frame a second experience in that world because it just it's so cool. And yeah. like, I, anytime I think about that game, I think about number one the music and number two, like they had this sound effect of like. Leaves rustling in the wind, like everywhere you went, and like experiencing that experiencing that at sixty frames per second, I think would be a really, really nice way to uh, go back and relive that game because I love The Witcher. And Brandon, if you do go back and you do finish it, uh, I strongly recommend you not only finish the main game, but the two DLCs oh, yes. are absolutely unreal. Blood and Wine, and uh, I can't remember the other one, um, the name of it, but they're, they're both really, really good. Yeah. So I've heard nothing. And about I, good I assume things. I assume the next gen it'll come in some sort of next gen package with everything in it yeah. um, i'm not sure because this
1: is an i think this is an update similar to like when you just get like a uh a next gen patch kind of oh, okay. like literally literally how like, cyberpunk did there yeah i don't
2: think they're like reselling the game oh it's I not mean, like they're... ghost of tsushima where there's like six extra right. skews and they no only cost... sony does that yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well, also i'm excited to finally play the real gwent not this imposter. I have a very unpopular opinion, and the Gwent in Witcher 3 is better than the actual Hearthstone ripoff. Because it's easier. And not just because it's easier. It's better because it's easier. Well, yeah, they made, they turned it into a full game. I know. Yeah. The original's better.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. You're talking about Throne Th- uh, Thronebreaker, or was there no, another game I'm forgetting about?
0: No, no. I was literally talking about, so they, they took the card game from Witcher 3 Gwent, And they made, like, an actual Hearthstone, like, a full-blown game. You could still play it of that game. So it's way more complex. Um, You have a lot more rules and stuff like that. Um, So they, uh, yeah.
2: Okay, uh, well, then you should check out Thronebreaker as well. Because that was, like, an open world. Like, you actually, like, walk around and stuff. And every encounter is a Gwent battle. And that was really good. And it was tough, too.
1: So they spun off Gwent out of The Witcher. Right. And then they spun off Thronebreaker as a single player game out of Gwent. Really? Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the standalone Gwent or Thronebreaker, Thronebreaker might have done well, but I don't think Gwent did terribly well. I don't think it did either. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. It is what it is. That's right.
2: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. Right at home.
0: Go to pretty litter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: We've got uh Game Awards nominations. Dave, you want to talk about this? I'm with you. I haven't had a chance to actually look through them all, so I'm looking at them now along with you. But what are the. Why don't you lead this? Go for it
2: uh yeah i'm just gonna bring up the article here so sorry i just kind of threw that at dave you know no, that's okay i'm the one who suggested we talk about it so um yeah uh the game awards are in just about two and a half weeks now and we oh, shit. got the nominations for all the different categories um obviously the big one is game of the year but before we get to that the most nominated uh games uh, No surprise here. Leading the way is God of War Ragnarok with 10 nominations across the categories. Elden Ring with seven. Horizon Forbidden West was seven. And this one's a little bit... These next two, actually, to me, are a little bit surprising. Stray with yeah. six nominations. And A Plague Tale just came out a couple weeks ago. Five nominations. So... Jesus. Uh, We're seeing a lot of the same names throughout the categories, but um, yeah. And then we get into Game of the Year, the big one, obviously. Uh, Nominees are uh, A Plague Tale, Requiem, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade, Chronicles 3, and Sonic Frontiers. Can you believe it? just kidding sonic's not in there <laughs> I uh obviously this, this oh is really god. this category is really two games and then four other ones just to fill out the category because the other two are god of war ragnarok and Hero- or, um elden ring yeah um so yeah what what are we thinking boys um damn. Are, are you with me is it is it is it a game of the year category with two front runners and four other games just there for filler or do you think a plague tale Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, or Xenoblade Chronicles after I actually have a shot at taking down one of God of War or Elden Ring. Ben, I'll go to you first.
1: I think that you're right because we know the way that the Game Awards works and the voting works and it is a popularity contest in some sense. However, we have had, like last year, it takes two one game of the year. Now there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff to compete with it. But a game uh, that just proves to me that a game that is not a third party AAA or not a first party AAA game can win. Uh, So it is possible considering if you get the right amount, the right combination of people voting the right way. But I'm playing, this is an interesting year for me because I've played almost all of these. I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and I don't ever have any attention to. Played Stray and loved it. Played Forbidden West and loved it. I'm currently playing Ragnarok and loving it. I played Elden Ring for about 30 hours and just could not keep going i want to go back to it but like lego star wars was out i had to go to that uh but it's a phenomenal game and i have no doubt that the people who have actually beaten it I think it's even better than i do and then on Plague Tale requiem i'm also playing that although it's taken a back burner to to uh, god of war so uh you're right these are probably all very good games but i just can't see even as good as stray was as phenomenal of a game as that is it's so fun i can't imagine that beating out Ragnarok or Elden Ring, either one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just, just to go back. Sorry. I just want to go back because you bring up a really good point about 2021, Ben, Uh game of the year nominees for last year. Just to remind everybody was Deathloop. It takes two Metroid dread psychonauts Two. ratchet and clank a rift apart and resident Evil village. So even going back last year, I don't think there was a clear front runner there. Right. And you know, when it takes two God, there was no vitriol there. I think everybody was really accepting of that, but, um, Brandon, thoughts. I mean, is there is there a clear winner here for you? Or I know you're you're just in the middle of Ragnarok. You 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 on this show said several months ago that Elden Ring is my game of the year. Yeah. Is there any chance of God of War knocking that off for you? Hmm. Probably not. Does
0: that mean is that a testament towards God of War at all? No. Yeah. That means you hate
2: God of War. Yes. Wow. Exactly. You're
0: trash. But let me say one thing before I say that, and I'm in agreement with Ben here, slightly, although last year told us that not all AAA games are capable of winning Game of the Year. Stray does not hold a candle to It Takes Two. Right. Maybe Psychonauts, maybe. Sure. But but that didn't win. Right. Um, And that's not anything against Stray. I love Stray. I won more games like Stray. So keep that in mind, having me had said that. But I just... It really goes to show that there were some big games this year, but like nothing super crazy. It's been like a really weird year um, for video games. So I do think that Elden Ring probably will win, if I had to guess. Um, I think God of War might sweep in awards, but I think that uh, Elden Ring will probably win Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, So I agree with Dave. It's very clear that two of these are significantly better, and if you disagree, you're just wrong. Um, Not to say that Games like Plague Tale aren't great games. It's just completely different. Um, And based off of the ones that we've known for years, I I mean, we have a history here. And these two games make the most sense. Right. So not to say that the other ones don't have a chance, um, but I think Stray is going to win. Yeah. I think if this were Game of the (laughs) Year for the Dice Awards,
1: then any of those could win because they're not a popularity contest in the same way. Yeah. But... I think it's really interesting, too, because if you, let's say, you know, not talking about Elden Ring, not talking about God of War, if you put any of those games in last year's game of, like, their lineup, any one of them could win still. Except for maybe Stray. I think Stray could have won. I think it could have. I'm saying it was a weird year. Maybe. So, like, it's just about what hit with you, I think. Yeah. Or with the the judges. I mean, here's the thing, though. Clearly enough, because the nominees like the nominees come from the same panel the votes do yeah so enough people liked Stray enough that it was in their top what five or six games of the year that they wanted to put in that's that not list. very hard though I don't disagree with you <laughs> but go ahead Dave
2: here's another interesting um, category uh, we talked a lot about Stray being in, in best game but another category where I think there's two clear front runners. I mean, it's a really good field, but best indie, Mm -hmm. Cult of Lamb, Neon White, Tunic, and then Sifu and Stray. So I think having Stray in the Game of the Year category clearly puts it as potentially a frontrunner to win that category. But I was surprised to see Sifu wasn't in the Game of the Year category, and I'm looking at this best indie thing, and I'm thinking those two games are going to go, you know, it's going to be close between them. Do you guys agree or disagree? What do you think?
0: I don't know that Ben Ben Neon White, my man. Yeah. Could that be
1: the indie for you? I've been shouting out Neon White since before it came out. Yeah, dude. And uh, I'm still shouting it out. But it's interesting. So just to get a little bit more meta here, there's not only best indie, but there's also best debut indie. That's fascinating to me that they're like, well, it means best indie. That's the first game that studio has made. So is that almost all the same as it the... is and not almost all so you've got cult of the lamb which is only on best nd because that's a massive monster and they've made games before okay uh then you've got uh sifu that's not a debut and uh that's it off the original list hmm. the best debut is the other games plus norco which i don't even know what that is sadly uh tunic no, Tunic's on there, already on there. And Vampire Survivors, uh, which probably should win, honestly. But uh, So, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think... I, sadly, I haven't played most of these games. I played Stray. I played a little bit of Tunic, not enough to judge it. I want to play Call of the Lamb. I want to play Seafood, but those are just games I didn't get to. You know, other, other games took precedence. They're games I'll eventually get to, but somewhere... I think either neon white or stray. Honestly, stray might win one of those two categories just because it's a cat, and people yeah. will vote for a cat. Yeah, it's a good game too. Don't get, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about it. But uh, I would probably, if I had to vote myself for best indie, I'd be voting neon white. And if I had to vote for best debut indie, I'd be voting for Vampire Survivors. That's another game I've been shot from the rooftops.
2: I have a bonus question. Just curious. Do you guys watch the games for the... Or sorry, do you watch the game awards for the actual awards? Or do you are you like me and you just care about the announcements and the trailers and the reveals and stuff?
1: I think it's predominantly the announcements and reveals. But I definitely like to see the awards too because I think it's pretty cool. Like when Hellblade, the original Hellblade came out, I did not care at all about that game. And watching the... Team, okay, so I'm making a really bad point because I still haven't played Hellblade, but watching the team get up there and accept the awards and, like, finding out the story of the person who was uh, just an employee there and they and she ended up doing the, uh, the actual motion capture and everything, like, that was really cool to me, and I, I would have never cared about that game at all had i not like seen them accepting that award and talking really highly about it and like that shown some there's been other games that i just have no interest in and then it wins all these awards and like the the development team seems really cool and i'm like oh i should probably check that out so i care about both but i mean yeah
0: the awards or the the announcements for sure yeah i mean i think the announcements obviously are the biggest part for me um but when people like maggie robertson gets up on stage like last year I mean, that's obviously a highlight of the show as well, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> Wait, but... is this
2: the Resident Evil? Yeah, it lady? was great last year, <laughs> you know? I would I would
0: love many more speeches just like that. Um, she's She did a great job. I love that game. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it mostly is announcements. I mean, it is cool. I mean, obviously, when you see the games of the year get orchestrated, uh, that's always really awesome. And they do put on a decent show, although... I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like every year it gets more addy, more commercial. I don't know. And it, and it re- the whole thing's a giant ad. I get it. But I don't know.
1: Dave, if you don't mind i all, let me, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Is it fascinating that last year we were like, okay, guys, it's fine. You know, Halo's not getting nominated because it missed the cutoff. It's fine. It's going to be in next year's. Not a single nomination. The game, I think, when it came out, easily could have gotten m- many multiple nominations. Maybe it wouldn't have won Game of the Year overall or anything, but Halo, when it came out last year, was like, everybody was like, yeah, pretty good. And then this year, to the question you asked last week of what happened, uh, this year, everybody's so sour on it that it didn't get, not even like it didn't get nominated for Game of the Year. That's understandable. It didn't get a single nomination in all of the awards even in Best Multiplayer or something. Is that insane?
2: You mean, like, nominations this year? Yeah, like, it's eligible this year to be nominated, but oh, okay. not a single nomination. Yeah. It came um, out, like,
1: a couple days too late last year for it to get
2: nominated. Right, right. It's, it, I mean, in hindsight, it really isn't surprising. Right. Um, you know, I said last week, I'm I'm surprised this game gets as much vitriol as as it does. But, I mean, you brought up a really good point, Ben, But what they promised and what they delivered and a year later what they delivered really isn't anything close to what they promised um but it's still a quality multiplayer game i thought the campaign was great but it's not necessarily worthy of getting in the way of of some of these other games that are nominated like you know we're not talking about modern warfare 2 because you don't generally talk about a cod game in uh you know award season but you know yeah but got, even uh, it's
1: nominated even even modern warfare I 2 know, is nominated.
2: That, that's what i'm saying is is yeah. they've got a decent amount of nominations but I, it's yeah, I, I just don't think it's up to the standards and and it having a year to breathe. I know we say it is eligible, but honestly, if you come out that late in the cycle or sorry, that early in the cycle, you're just not going to get the attention that you normally would deserve. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't really think game awards really sell too many copies or change people's opinions of what your game is or has become. So I I, I don't know. It's I think it's neither here nor there, but it is an interesting point. It really is.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't actually have any statistics on this other than anecdotal, but I know many people who Because they usually run a sale like during the game awards too, like on Steam and other platforms as well And I know a lot of people who are like hmm that game just won that category and I never played it And I meant to I should buy it while it's on sale right now So I do know it's obviously not moving as many copies as they sell early on but there are games that I feel are rejuvenated um, after the Game Awards and other big award shows. Uh, what's the one I'm trying to think of? It's like a CRPG, but it's like... Uh, Among Us? No, there are people, people when they came up in office like thanked a, a totalitarian dictator. Um, Disco Elysium? Disco Elysium. I feel like that uh, that game, it got some love for sure, but that game blew up after it won a bunch of awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. I think you're right overall, but I think there are exceptions where it, where there are games that just don't get the shine that they should get. That once they have a little bit of the spotlight on them, definitely definitely get a bump. So
2: I'm not sure. Then again, there there is really casual gamers who don't know the Game Awards exist and will think because of Ubisoft's uh, misleading marketing that Far Cry Six won Game of My the God. Year because they're launching their Game of the Year edition. I know so Anybody can throw that think, word uh, around. So, God. <laughs> that game sucks yep cool
1: what else Dave about, about Game Awards
2: that's all I think is worth discussing at this point about the Game Awards um, but yeah it'll be fun to chat about the the reveals and stuff um, after the Game Awards actually air the first week in uh, in De- I think it's December 8th or something like that But I think it's something um, like that yeah I'm looking forward to it I've I've, I've I've come to enjoy that that night in December each year to Again, I'm mostly in it for the announcements and stuff, but but right. uh, as you said, it's cool. Joseph Ferris, I, I don't know what sort of appearance he'll make this year. He doesn't have a big nomination or anything, but I, I assume he's going to be incorporated in some way and he's going to say something crazy.
1: Will so. Kojima be there?
2: Dude, I was literally just going to ask that. Because he uh, keeps... He'll appear in some way because yeah. it's Jeff Keighley and Jeff Keighley is on... Kojima's dick, and right. it will just be the stupidest. Th- like Summer Games Fest, he announced a podcast right. that had nothing to do with video games. And, yeah, you know, I don't know. So Dave, he'll why, be there and why s- don't
1: you come on down, um, <clears throat> and hang out for the Game Awards? Okay, sure. Right, do that. I'll be there. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a few more things. Actually, really only. Uh, okay. Well, first, let's talk about games that are coming to the, the Game Pass. Just because I actually want to read this list and I haven't yet. Uh, So, this coming week, available today, Pentiment, which is getting insanely good reviews, and then Somerville, which is getting less than stellar reviews, but still decent. Both are games I want to play. Either of those sound appealing to you guys? Brandon, I know you don't have your Xbox even hooked up, let alone have Game Pass. Right. But. Pentiment, you guys have been talking about, so I'm interested in that. Are you? I I have a feeling it has a lot of reading in it.
0: Is that okay with you? I just finished a book. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. What the heck? You're just gonna drop that bomb yeah. on us, dude? I was gonna tell you the other night, but I thought you'd make fun of me. What would you read? Uh Alone in the Dark. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a, a real life uh, story about a woman who spent most of her life chasing after this unknown uh, rapist slash. Uh, serial murderer okay. in California, and they caught him like a couple years ago. He had lived in the same area for 30 years, well, never having spoilers. gotten caught. I mean, everybody knows. I'm it was just Golden State Killer, he <laughs> yeah, got caught yeah. finally after 30 years. He's an old man in, in court. It was like all over the news a couple right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she didn't have a direct part, uh, the lady that wrote this before she passed away, but she was one of the key factors in bringing a lot of publicity to it, okay. which then in turn, so she indirectly. I think helped with it. Um, they don't officially credit her with anything, but she did a lot of the groundwork to get you know people reinterested in the case because it one of the most prolific right. serial killers in America. Everyone knows about the Night Stalker right. uh, and BTK and stuff like that, but this guy wasn't caught right. and nobody talks about him because everything fell through the cracks. But yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Well, it's I'm, I'm yeah. happy to hear that. I can't believe you kept that from me. Yeah. Anyway,
1: you might like <laughs> PentaMet then. I don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> dune spice wars is coming to uh it's in game preview still it's coming to pc on november 17th this is a 4x real-time game is it uh, in RTS. beta or what um it's in game preview which i think is like early access essentially okay. but for xbox
0: okay
1: uh, i've been interested in checking this out just because of the ip being dune and it's an rts and i like rts we'll see i mean i'm gonna it's gonna be literally available to me at no extra charge so why not We've got Ghost Lore, which is an East Punk action RPG, coming to PC, also in game preview. Lapin, coming to cloud console and PC on the 17th. Norco, oh, that's that game we were talking about earlier that I'd never even heard of. Uh, it's a point-and-click narrative adventure game, coming to cloud and console on November 17th. Gungrave Gore, cloud console PC on November 22nd. That's uh, coming out day one on Game Pass. Insurgency st- Sandstorm which has written on me that it will go away within like six months but we'll see. Soccer Story. I heard crickets there for a minute. What the fuck is Soccer uh, Story? Warhammer 40k Dark Tide coming to PC. It's a story about soccer, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then Vampire Survivors is coming. It's already on Xbox. It came out on Xbox even though it was on PC before that. It's now coming the Cloud as well. So now I really can't live the dream and play vampire survivors on the toilet man yeah for sure the elder scrolls fire song dlc is coming out Uh, it's out today actually i think uh another elder scrolls online update that we don't know anything about so we're not gonna talk about it dead by daylight forged in fog this is the game that just keeps on giving for sure dave any of those games stand out to you as games you might want to check out
2: um, the two that I would check out are Insurgency Sandstorm and the Warhammer game. Um, the, re- the Warhammer, I have no interest in Warhammer, uh, like historically. Right. Uh, but there's a streamer I really like, and he's been playing the beta of the new Warhammer game that's coming out. I think Dark Tide 2 or something like that. And it looks really cool. It's like, uh, it's a co-op PVE shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is... You know, this is the original game for that. So that I'd check out. Insurgency Sandstorm, I think if it's what I'm thinking it is, it's like almost like an America's Army really, um, you know, sim-style shooter, which I think would be cool to check out. Probably something more I'd enjoy a little bit more on PC, but um, I'll check it on my my Xbox too. But yeah, those are the two that that jump out to me.
1: Nice. It's funny you picked, one of the ones you picked was the ones I said that wouldn't be around long. So hopefully I'm wrong. I just read the description and I was like, eh, it seems generic, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know much about that game. So cool. Yeah, there's a few games in there I want to check out. I do want to check out uh, both Pentiment and Somerville. I already mentioned Dune. Uh, I'm sure some of the other ones will eventually pop up on my radar once I see buzz about them. But right now, those are the two I'm really focused on.
0: Yeah. And it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Okay. I just That's don't want someone, someone in in the Discord being like, <laughs> "That's not a fucking book." Hmm. There'd be like, it's "Brandon's a, a liar." Game, he made up that entire story. He's a serial I'll bring it over. I'll show you. Did you buy it? Yeah, yeah. No, for Brandon.
1: I'm not. I have a bunch of books. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I've just known you for like seven or eight years
0: now, and I've never heard you say I read a book last week. Well, that was the first book I probably wrote in seven. You read okay in seven or eight years. Nice. Yeah. Cool. You got to start somewhere.
1: I uh. I haven't. I, I read a couple books last year. I used to read. I read so much in elementary school that I read every book in our library. And the librarian actually gave me uh, a budget to buy new books out of the catalog. And then I read a lot in high school and a fair amount in college. And ever since I got married, yeah, don't have any time. I had a
0: stint where I was reading. And I also fall asleep it. if I start reading. Yeah, up. Well, that's part of the thing, too, is I've done this thing with almost every book i bought, is that I'll read a part of it and then be instantly bored. Yeah. Um, So I'll read like a fourth of it and then be like, yep, that's... I've done enough. Right. So, I finally actually finished one. How about it? I'm very happy for you.
2: Just before we move on from Game Pass, uh, I called it probably about a year ago. Um, Battlefield 2042 is coming to Game Pass. Oh, yeah, I saw
1: that. Will you guys... will you guys check it out? (laughs) No. Maybe I would have had Modern Warfare 2 not come out, but now I don't Mm. see a reason to.
0: Pre-duty and post-duty, Pre-duty, I would. Post-duty? No. Yeah. Those, Those are turn. really the two,
1: like, main parts of your life. Well, like, not just your life, but our lives. It's pre-duty and post-duty. It's like BC. Yeah. AD, BC. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. Brandon, speaking of duty, yep. and because we're about to move into what we've been playing, yep, 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 Uh, the details for the Battle Pass just dropped. Oh, yeah. We also know that we're getting both DMZ and Warzone tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow? Wednesday
0: Wednesday morning. I think it's 7 a.m. Okay. 10 a.m. Pacific. So I think it's like 7. So it'll probably work by Friday. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Uh, But you wanted to talk about the details for the Battle Pass. No, just nothing really specific. I was interested by the change because we didn't know exactly how the Battle Pass was going to work. They have... So Fortnite revolutionized the way the Battle Pass is and then Call of Duty copied it with great success... Um, They monetized heavily off of it. And now we're actually seeing them do that again. They're going to do the two for a copy. from uh from Fortnite, uh the way the battle pass works now in Fortnite is you were in stars you then can purchase things in tiers depending on what tier so you unlock five things out of ten from tier one and then you have the ability to then buy things from tier two without having fully completed tier one so you can kind of pick and choose what you want here and there it actually benefits people that play the game less right i don't have any doubt in my mind that i will get every single level in call of duty um uh, for this battle pass at least. But, Always have. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but this is good. I think this is really good. I, I was turned off by the star system in Fortnite at first, but I think it is good. It allows me to progress quickly and get the things that I want right away. And then inevitably when I do get to 100, it won't matter anyway. Um, but, you know, maybe for you, Dave, if there wasn't a chance that you were going to get 100 before, now you could probably get some stuff that you might not otherwise have gotten. So, Um, I think that's really awesome, and uh, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but there's like a ton of really cool new things um, coming to Warzone. Just mechanics and everything. I mean, we talked about the ways the circles move differently. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Dave, or Ben, but there's also like a new interrogation system where, let's say you down somebody, right, in a party. So like Guantanamo Bay. The Partner. You waterboard them. (laughs) Um, No, maybe. Uh, But you can interrogate a solo to then get pings for the rest of the team, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah, a lot of really awesome things coming to the ecosystem. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily need it for me right now. I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying what I have. But the fact that something so large um, and so throbbing is coming out so soon after launch. my gosh. Just really has me spurting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spurting for certain.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. So that's really exciting. And uh, surely nothing will go wrong with the launch as right, the yeah. original launch has been completely flawless. Right, of course. Um, so looking forward to it. Nice.
1: Well, with that, why don't you go ahead and talk about... I mean, you kind of already did, but... Yep talk about what you've been playing it which will include that I'm sure but yeah
0: yeah no I'm not I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh spend too much time on duty we've been talking about it for like two weeks now yeah I'm uh, still enjoying that um, got a ton of gold weapons kind of slowing down a little bit I've done all of the easy golds mm-hmm. and now I'm on the clearly shittier weapons um so that's kind of discouraging but uh super fun nonetheless uh, also been playing God of War Ragnarok Mm-hmm. I won't say too much. In fact, I probably won't say almost anything at all. But this game is great. Yeah. Um, it is very much identical <laughs> in many ways to the first one. So if you fucking hated the first one, please <laughs> don't play the second one. It 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 is okay if you don't want to play it. But if you love the the first one as much as I love the first one, and just would do anything to get more of the first one in a better looking and better playing. Way. With some new mechanics. Sure. Yeah. Undoubtedly, there will be new things. Um, but I've seen some interesting discourse on the internet Um that really makes me wonder if anyone's ever played a sequel to a game. I know. Um, But uh yeah, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. It plays beautifully on my PS5. And I'm just glad to hear boy once again. Yeah. Although, does he even really call him boy now? Because he's not really a boy. Anyway... I think I heard him call that in a sentence. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So not as much as the first. Not one. as much for sure. Yeah. So I've also been playing both Call of Duty, which you know we've talked about endlessly, and I'll continue to talk about for months in advance, months in the future. I'm sure we'll be talking about Warzone and stuff next week. Oh yeah. Uh, but I've also been playing God of War and haven't had as much time to play as I'd like because I'm working on some stuff. But have had have probably put about I don't know nine or ten hours into it. Nice. And. uh I'll tell you what, it's exactly what I wanted. I mean, you said you made the joke about nobody's ever played a sequel to a game before, and that is no more apparent than here. Now, yeah, the game is very similar to how the first one plays, and it's not been that long since the first one came out, but the expectation seems to be like people were expecting it to be like a new genre of games instead of just another story in the same game. So I'm a little like, Confused by the public discourse about it, but I don't really care because I'm having fun with it Like you said, it's beautiful. I'm engaged constantly Even the side missions are really really Fascinating and they're like providing context on characters that you would not get if you were just uh, playing mainline in the story which I really like I need to mainline it a little bit because I've got some deadlines I have to meet for different various things, but uh I've been playing as much side stuff as I can at the same time. So I'm having a lot of fun with that and I think it's
0: really good. Dude, it's really good. Triple A. Like yeah. through and through triple A. Oh, it's yeah. it's just good to play this sort of experience again because right. even games that are literally triple A in development and production. Yeah. Most games don't aren't of the caliber.
1: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Dave, you've also been playing neither of those games.
2: <laughs> uh, I've been playing Modern Warfare 2. Oh, have you? Too. Okay, that's oh, nice. yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing Modern Warfare 2. I actually had a pretty rough week- weekend. Um, my first week with the game was great in terms of like technical issues. Uh-huh. Uh, but then this weekend, a ton of problems with being kicked from matches, uh, game crashing, and like the worst is when you're in a match and everything's going fine and then you want to counter an enemy and just frames dropping everywhere. Mm, yeah. and, and then it, it recovers and you're dead. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to check out uh, mostly DMZ. I'm not really a Warzone guy, um, but I'm really curious to see how Activision puts DMZ together in that survival kind of mode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that and hopefully playing with you guys this week. Um, only other thing is just still playing some more... Deep Rock Galactic. I have to say, it's very brave of Activision to to launch, you know, season one and and Warzone and DMZ one day before the launch of uh, Deep Rock Galactic season three. Because I mean, they're really going. <laughs> yeah, up they're against taking it a risk there here. for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll pay off, but yeah, season three launches on um, on Wednesday, so I'm looking forward to that. Th- this time last week, I was just back to like learning how to play Deep Rock and like getting comfortable with stuff. Um, but I've already like developed a superiority complex and like I'm grouping up with randoms and they're doing shit. That's pissing me off. <laughs> and like, I'm immediately disbanding from the team. Cause like they're calling in supply drops, like super far anyways. Um, but yeah, that's uh- unfortunately I have not been playing God of war. Uh, I will pick it up at some point, but uh, I-, I managed to get past the first week FOMO. Um, but yeah, gl- glad to hear all positive things as, as I was expecting. So nice. yeah. Dave, question for you. Class yes, of sir. choice. Um, I So I started with um, uh, engineer mm-hmm. and now I've been leveling my gunner okay. um, up to promotion. I definitely prefer the engineer, but I'm just kind of going through all of them. And I'm going to be honest, I have not played the other two because I'm just sticking with wanting to like promote them, get all the weapons, and then I'll go to the next one. So of those two, I definitely prefer um, Engineer just because the fact that you can like make platforms anywhere Mm -hmm. makes traversal so easy. Whereas like, yeah, so Engineer of the two I've played so far. Dude,
0: the best pocket combo, Engineer-Scout, period. I'm a scout myself you yeah. you could just grapple up t- you can make a platform for a scout anywhere to get something on the roof. It's perfect,
2: yeah, yeah, agreed. It's very handy,
0: man,
1: you guys talk about Deep rock Galactic makes me want to play it again, but I just I have know. so many other games, so many other things I like want to play too, so someday
0: it'll always be there.
1: My problem is that i'm I get too sucked into uh multiplayer living games like i I don't know how I've ever made it without becoming hopelessly addicted to an MMORPG or something like that. Yeah. Because I just like, I think it's that I like playing with friends. And I like single player games, obviously, too. But I have so little time often to play games that when I am playing, I'd rather just hang with my buddies. And so then, yeah, I mean, Deep Rock is one of those. But because of that, because of games like that, like Call of Duty, like Sea of Thieves, um, I just don't spend as much time playing other games of that variety. They they build up on me. Or not of that variety, of the single-player variety. And they they build up on me, so. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, man. I think that's all. What a wild ride it's been, boys. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but... uh, (laughs) I didn't mention it earlier, and I actually had it on my phone... As a reminder to mention at the beginning of the show to please go over and give us some iTunes reviews, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, They help the show out. They help us get rankings. Um, We've been on the top of the charts in the past, and we're not now. and We haven't gotten any new reviews in a long time, and that's fine. That means that people are very satisfied. They don't want to go on and leave nasty reviews. But uh, if you want to help us bump up in the charts a little bit, we'd appreciate it iTunes is the best place for that. And then also to remind you that we have a Patreon. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month. That's like one-sixth the price of uh, McRib. Wow. One-fourth the price, maybe. I don't know how much it is. I just bought it. God damn, stop talking about it. now. I want it. I'm sorry, bro. Dollar uh, a month gets you ad-free early access to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, it helps us out-bundle. Uh, and it actually, like, it's like when... Um, A dollar on Patreon is kind of like when you got a Valentine's card from a girl you like, but you also got a Valentine's card from every other kid in class (laughs) in elementary. (laughs) Like, it makes you feel really nice, but it's not actually worth that much. Yeah. So, like, think of your dollar as, yeah, it does help us for sure. But really, it makes us feel good. Yeah.
2: I don't know but we will not be We won't be creepy like Ralph, Ralph Wiggum, and you guys aren't choo choo choosing us. I can't yeah.
1: confirm or deny that. Or yeah.
2: or just join the Discord, handsomefandom.com
0: yeah, yeah. slash Discord. Absolutely free. We love talking to y'all on that. Um, free, free 99.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. The HP Podcast is brought to you by our. Patrons over at patreon.com/slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris bylock Derek O, Nuke Dukem, Brian Perrot, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat.